to another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. My name is Chris Salona. As usual, I'm joined by my good friend, Ethan Shalloway, and this is episode 18. I hope everybody's doing great. Ethan, how are you doing today? Chris, I'm doing really well. Uh, it's Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. We're actually recording this in, at the nighttime, so I believe we're going to be, uh, some people are going to be making some tacos in my house. Oh, very nice. This. I'm going to have to come I'm, on I'm over. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I had a a decently low key weekend. I was I just kind of hung out. Um, then I start my travel tomorrow. But uh, how about you? How was your weekend? Oh man, I had I had a hell of a weekend. It was awesome. Yeah. I uh, so I live in Rhode Island, um, which is equidistant for those who don't know, basically from New York and Boston. It's right in the middle. Um, I went and visited uh, two very old friends um, down in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So I, I that was like a seven hour drive on Friday. Went there, had a fantastic time in the city. I'd never really been in Philadelphia proper. Great town, uh, really big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely looking forward to going back at some point. But then I woke up on Sunday in Philly and drove back to Providence. And then I went from Providence and I went three hours north up to the great land of New Hampshire. Uh, one of my friends, it was their birthday recently, and there was a nice little uh, nice little birthday dinner situation going on there. So had to go up for that, you know, dinner and drinks and pulled back into the station in Providence Monday morning at about two o'clock. I fired off some uh, Homeward Bound <laughs> by Paul Simon onto the airwaves on Grunge Bible, went to sleep, and we're, we're rolling, man. We got another good week. Um, I'll just get this out there. Tomorrow morning, uh, Wednesday, July 14th, um, I'm heading back to New York City. Uh, mm. I am seeing Bruce Springsteen on Broadway, and I'm very excited about that. That's awesome. First time yeah. seeing Bruce? I've never seen Bruce. And, uh, yeah, you're, like, is, you mean you're one of the first people that oh, yeah. he loved Bruce. He's totally like your been a bucket list artist for me for a long time, and I was able to get tickets uh, for Springsteen on Broadway um, so I'm heading there tomorrow. I'm going to come back on Thursday, back to Providence. And then on Friday, I'm heading down to your land. We're going to get together, huh? Yeah, we are. That's exactly right. And it's going to happen. It's our yearly. It's, well, I don't know. It's our annual. We've only done it a few, I mean, every year for the last five years, I guess. But yeah. we see each other like once a summer. And that happens to be this weekend. I got a competition in, in Pennsylvania. So I'm I'm driving home tomorrow and then Chris is going to come down to hang out with us that weekend, um, watch the competition, drink and be merry, just have a good time. Um, and that's going to be really great. It's going to yeah. be a really fun time. It's going to be high energy. That, that, that meet is always super great. And uh, hopefully we get to play some music together too. Yeah, uh, we, can, we can talk about that a little later. But uh, uh, for those who don't know, we're in a band. <laughs> we are we are in a beautiful band and with one of the best names one of the best bands names we talked about it some of the, we have what we think that uh good band names are merchant copy follow us on instagram <laughs> you know funny thing i remember making that instagram and and i wanted to uh populate it it's and like grow the grow this imaginary band before we even played a show oh yeah um just to prove that it wasn't that hard because bands don't have good volumes <laughs> But then again, I forgot that we have like a quarter million, 300,000 followers right, page in my personal to... and all these other stuff that I was doing. So like naturally I didn't, Absolutely. I didn't do that. So. We'll, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep merch and copy for the OGs. It's kind of like a, kind of like a members only thing. So if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you are officially yeah. in the club. So yeah. uh, back you know, of the plane, merchant copy, all of the, yeah. all those things. You, you only, you get, you get the best of the grunge Bible, Chris and Ethan deep cuts. 
uh, directly from the horse's mouth on this podcast, and we in, we intend on keeping it that way. But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this weekend. I don't think uh, I don't think we've yeah, actually been it. together in person since August of 2020. So you know, that's what is that? 11 months basically. So yeah, just a, just about a year. Yeah, I love when um I love when we travel and stuff on the weekends, like because uh, Grunge Bible got a, a nice uh, Philadelphia pick. Yeah, the, man. Uh, the page. I love I love when we're like busy. I, I mean, I know when you're busy, you just like you posted uh, Naren Gansett uh, oh, last yeah. weekend, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I I just post whatever. I, and actually, there's something that I need to talk about here. I was in Philadelphia um, on Saturday on South Street, and I received a direct message from somebody who follows Grunge Bible. And told oh, me, yeah. they were like, I definitely just saw you on South Street in Philly. Was that you? And that is the first time, uh, certainly with Grunge Bible, but also just in my life that I've ever been recognized. <laughs> like a little like celebrity situation going on right there. And it was really strange. Um, but I don't know. It was, uh, I guess this is the kind of thing you have to uh, you have to deal with you when you have 300,000 followers on Instagram now as we just, we just yeah. attained that. Yeah, just picture yourself like in their shoes like they follow the grunge bible and then you see like just a chris salona <laughs> see walking the schmuck down walking street. down south street <laughs> Prob- you know? probably drunk <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> if they saw me an hour later the answer would have been yes <laughs> nobody knew i was on the job um That's yeah exactly but like right. it, it, i don't know i i definitely could not be a legitimate celebrity that people would actually uh um that's got to be difficult you, you have to be on all the time uh, or, or you're yeah, not. And then um, people think you're an asshole. People think you're like Billy Corgan or something. So, <laughs> yeah, I think celebrity being a celebrity is 100% overrated. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not cut out for that. So I'm glad I don't have to worry about that anytime soon. I, I don't know that you'll have to worry about it anytime soon. So we're just, I'm just doing me as they say. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. this show as always is sponsored by the grunge Bible five. And those names are as follows. We have the great release we have Sonny Mashburn, we have Alexis Shannon, we have Victor Schaefer, and we have Shannon Gorgone. So those are our top five supporters over there on Patreon, sustaining this podcast 18 episodes in, and they've been with us damn near every step of the way. So we're very mm-hmm. appreciative to those five. I think it's I think it's time that somebody somebody joins in. I, and I, then think, we get like the, I, I think there's room for a sixth. You know, it's like it's like when Pearl Jam six. welcomed Boom Gasper into the band. I mean, you gotta <laughs> you gotta add somebody else into the fold here. So yeah. you want to know what that's about? Um, I mean, you, we've been calling it the Grunge Bible Five for a while, so I kind of want to call it like the Pick Six or like the Six Sense yeah. or something. Yeah, like, we can we can figure out some shitty name need, to name it. Yeah, it'll be great. That's the least least we could do, right? Exactly. So we're <laughs> we're looking forward to that. You you know neither the day nor the hour, as we like to say, and I guess as mm-hmm. Jesus liked to say too. So uh, shout out to Jesus of Nazareth, I guess, on the Grunge Bible <laughs> podcast. Amen. <laughs> AKA Chris Cornell, but nevertheless, <laughs> um, Ethan, I have a question for you to kind of kick off this podcast, um, yeah, which is which me. which will lead into um, the topic that we're going to be discussing. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. And the question is, what about Scott? What about Scott? <laughs> That's a good question. Something that I've we've read on the page a thousand times. And I actually I have a I have a good friend who uh who I met here in Birmingham and he he follows he I worked with him at at uh the coffee shop and actually in the tree company and and he uh, found out and loved that I ran this grunge ball. We didn't know anything about it, but he was like, he's like, man, he's like, you guys, when you post like Chris Cornell, he actually, he noticed this. He's like, when you guys post like the big four, 
he'd be like, everybody posts, like, what about Scott? Like, what about and, Scott? And they have been doing this. We it's we've been getting those comments for the entirety of it's our, probably uh, the most common comment that we receive. I would say aside so, yeah. aside from probably that and oh this isn't grunge or hey you're mm, posting yeah. too much Pearl Jam those are probably the top three but what about Scott has always been what do you yeah what do you think of, what, what about Scott Chris what about Scott <laughs> exactly and and I think you know from from my perspective I I often don't include the Stone Temple Pilots in terms of you know the Seattle grunge scene because they weren't from Seattle you know Scott Weiland wasn't from Seattle I think he was from Huntington Beach California um, and mm-hmm. and the Stone Temple Pilots you know weren't in Seattle but obviously. You know, history has forever intertwined them with the grunge scene. And and I just need to clear the air. Um, the supposed absence of Scott and or the Stone Temple Pilots is not um, in any way, shape or form because we think any less of them or or, right. or the band. They're fantastic. Um, I think I think in, you know, the real case is that I don't think they get their due maybe as much uh, as they should. And I guess that makes us complicit in that because we don't post them enough, apparently, Um, although that is up for debate. But, I mean, yeah, really just um, the Stone Temple Pilots, I mean, pretty much through every iteration that they had, I I think they're a fantastic band. I mean, you go, I mean, with Scott at the forefront and then Chester Bennington for a little bit, and now their new music with Jeff Goot, like, I think it's a Mm -hmm. really – well-rounded band. I think the the DeLeo brothers and Eric Kretz on the drums, I mean, just great musicians coming together to make some great music. They've been doing it for almost 30 years now. Um, so I really, I definitely have a high opinion of this band and really enjoy listening to them. But what what do you think about when you think about the Stone Temple Pilots? And obviously this conversation, it's synonymous with Scott Weiland, you know, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you, what, what comes to your mind when you think about that band and and, and Scott himself? Yeah, first thing I first thing I think about is Scott and um, me too. And obviously his showmanship. I think that uh, you know he he controlled a stage better, um, like the best of them. He was up there as as far as the performer go. I've heard a lot of stories, read a lot of comments, and how he just when he was on, he was on. And it's true. I mean, his vocal power and, and like I said, the way that he danced around the stage it just is really unique. It was. Um, I think a lot of people. Um, you know, attempted to do that. And, um, and it was, uh, it's just a lot of fun to watch. Like his early years are just so much fun. That band is a lot of fun to watch. So I, I always just think about, um, how, how awesome he is to listen. I really like their range as a band. Totally. Um, Yeah. Like some of their, um, you know, some of their lesser, I don't know. I just going through all this, like some of my favorite songs, so we'll probably hit on like, I love, Atlanta and, and Sour Girl and they're kind of groovy and kind of like yeah just like I literally picture Scott just kind of like oh yeah moving back and forth and singing Absolutely. these songs or Atlanta is like more of a ballad but um and then of course you have Plush it's this is like yeah and, I mean, and they they have essential yeah and they have such a fantastic range and Scott you know Scott as a performer certainly in his prime you know in in the early to mid nineties and, and even lingering into the 2000s as I think he did you know enjoy some periods of sobriety here and there as his life wore on but I mean in terms of the showmanship that he brought onto the stage as a front man and as the leader of a band I mean I think you could put his talent in that regard up there with anybody from the 1990s like you know yeah like him him on stage you know 
he he holds his own against Eddie Klein in the rafters, Chris Cornell stomping around, you know, Kurt Cobain not giving a fuck. I mean, Scott, yeah. when he was on, man, he was on. Yeah, I don't know. I, you almost, yeah, you almost could put him like, right? I don't even know who has the best stage presence, but like some, you could argue that he does, you know, mm. you, like the way that, the way that he, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I'd even, I think I'd even be willing to put him in the conversation with some legendary front men like Freddie Mercury, for example, or even like Robert Plant when he was on, you know, in the early seventies yeah. with Zeppelin and just their, their ability to wow. just be captivating figures. I, I think Scott was really up there and you made a really good point too, is if I think a lot of people also can tend to forget how diverse, uh, of a band they are and, and how their range was really, really incredible. And everybody, you know, I, they got killed, you know, in, with critical acclaim reviews when core came out in 1992 and, mm -hmm. you know, even into their career as being Pearl Jam ripoffs or like, you know, Seattle wannabes or any sort of pejorative term that you wanted to label them as, you know, they were, they were throwing them out there. And I think it was, if I remember right, I think Rolling Stone, David Frick, who is, uh, you know, one of the, you know, preeminent Rolling Stone music critic, critics and writers, um, kind of traveled that wave where I don't think he reviewed them too strongly after Core came out because it, you know, they just, he's like, oh, they're just ripping off, you know, the sound or whatever. But I mean, especially once you got into like the Purple album and then Tiny Music and Number Four, I mean, they really touched every single bass imaginable, you know, that a rock act could. And I think... I mentioned this on my on the deep cuts episode that we did recently. Um, I mean, all you have to do if somebody somebody's making fun of Plush, all you have to do you just play Atlanta for them. Like that's all yeah. you got to do. Or you play your, you play Sour Girl, or you play Pretty Penny, um, you know, or oh, you yeah, play Lady Picture Show, or you know, I mean, any mm -hmm. of these songs. Um, and I really I always appreciate that type of range, you know, creative creatively uh, that bands can can showcase. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, really good point And a great few songs. I forgot about pretty penny. Uh, that's a really good one. Um, and then they have, they have a really iconic, obviously MTV unplugged that we love watching. Totally. Of Scott, Scott and his rocker. The rocking chair. Uh, yeah. That's so extremely, awesome. extremely iconic. Yeah. I love, they fit right in with all the iconic MTV unplugs. Um, and every, and every song in that, set list was is really really solid yeah i agree um, and i think my favorite thing about that is that i think that came out uh definitely before i'm not sure how far before but it came out before the purple album was released and i think that was the first live performance of big empty and mm -hmm. i think for me I, I i think i would say that the big empty is my favorite stone temple pilots song and it's the one that i okay. listen to the most often do you have um i what? mean it's yeah go ahead I was just going to say, so Big Empty, um, elaborate. Why Why is that your favorite song? Do you have, uh, do you have oh, a lyric man. that you love or what, yeah, what is I mean, it about the Big Empty? So, so as we know, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a really big lyrics guy and I just think the lyrics yeah. are fantastic. You know, um, too much tripping and my soul's worn thin, you know, her dizzy head is conscience laden, conversations kill. But I don't know. It's just something about the instrumentation. I mean, you have that really, really just tired sounding slide guitar to lead into it. And mm -hmm. it's just, I think something that the Stone Temple Pilots are particularly good at is blending that acoustic uh, acoustic guitar along with the electric. So you've got that, you know, yeah. really, really hushed um, acoustic guitar in the, in the, uh, in the verse. And then, 
you know, when you come into the, uh, when you come into the chorus, you know, time to take her home, you know, things kind of open up and Eric Kretz's drums get louder. And it's just, it's just such a versatile song, but I just think it's hard to explain. I think the mood on the song, but I, I guarantee you, you know what I'm talking about and everyone else out there listening knows what I'm talking about, but just like that, like melancholy, I guess. And just that like tired mood that the song you know kind of conveys uh, that's a great that's a great you had a long night you're waking up you know in the yeah. morning you throw the sunglasses on to go for a drive or you're leaving somewhere you throw on the big empty and uh it, it certainly doesn't disappoint but i think it's always been my number one yeah i've got i've definitely gotten um lyrics texted uh from you from oh the, yeah the big empty and uh there's yeah there's definitely some heavy airplay back in um I don't know, a couple of years ago when we were, when we were deep into them. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Do you have, um, is, is there a song, I guess, for the Stone Temple Pilots that you would consider to be, I guess, and they can be two different ones, but like your favorite Stone Temple Pilots song, but also like the most quintessential Stone Temple Pilots song where it's like, if you had mm. something I always like to think about, if you had one shot to introduce somebody to this band, you know, which one would you pick? Um, Mm -hmm. so I'd love to hear, you know, your thoughts on those two, those two selections. Yeah. Uh, it's tough on my favorite one. I definitely, I I like their slower stuff a lot, Mm -hmm. not slower stuff, but like softer, like I, like Atlanta is, is just a beautiful, uh, that's just such a good song to, to take in. Yeah. Uh, And and another one drive. Yeah. And another one that I forgot about too, talking about Atlanta was, um, also off, off of the tiny music album, actually adhesive, which is just such a great, Mm. you know, slower one as well. Um, and I'm definitely, you know, with, with big empty also, um, you know, really into their slower stuff, but yeah, I, I know you've always been a really, really big fan of Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said before, sour girl, like we talked about, I mean, that, we uh, we're we're actually rehearsing that. We've been we've been learning it and trying to uh, get ready for the weekend to play that. I think and jam together. And that one is just such a. I love the I guess falsetto is the word. You know, and it goes up mm-hmm. and and um, I really like that. I do I do appreciate Vaseline a lot. I think that might oh, be yeah. the one that I I would show people. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure why. I just think that it's just um, it's just big enough and just kind of like that. The beginning is uh, like you just. I, I feel like I don't know. I don't know. Do they op- do they historically open with that one a lot? Is I honestly, like a, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know their set list, but I can feel like I that would be don't. something that you hear the beginning and and you hear and you just like he starts yeah. going into it. It's got a great they, build to it, it, it. You know, yeah, it, it, it like rises up really fast, and I feel like that would mm-hmm. be a great opener to a show. And it comes on like it's like all right, here, the band's coming out, and so I feel like that would be a pretty. That would be a pretty good one to show people. But yeah. then you have like, you know, you have Interstate Love Song and Sex Type Thing. Mm-hmm. And, and your Wicked Gardens, you know. Yeah, I love I mean, Wicked Gardens. Your, yeah. your, your Meat Plows. I mean, I I, I, de- I definitely tend. Exactly. And, and and the thing with there's me. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of songs. <laughs> and even it's crazy. It's like we go. You, you don't know, realize th- you know no, so many. And 30 seconds ago, we go from talking about like Atlanta, Adhesive, Pretty Penny. Like yeah. this is the same band that wrote Dead and Bloated and Wicked Garden. <laughs> yeah. Like I tend to fixate on the slower stuff and like the lyrical you know like the slow ride stuff that oh, you yeah. kind of i find myself at times forgetting like this band also wrote you know dead and bloated and you know some of like yeah. the harder 
you know, harder rock songs of the like nineties alternative grunge rock scene, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, even, I mean, on their, on their first album, I mean like plush is even a harder song where the river goes cracker man, you know, you forget say, people, cracker people man, forget yeah. about cracker man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can't, you can't be forgetting about these songs. No, and, you can't. And it's even strange too, because they were billed, you know, as one trick ponies, um, you know, and, and Pearl Jam ripoffs or whatever in 1992 and 93. But I mean, even that first album, the core album, I mean, you have something like, you have something like creep or, or even like piece of pie or sin, for example. I mean, there's, there's still a lot of range on that. Yeah. I think, um, I think that I would, if, if I could go back and pick a band to see, there's a lot of bands I'd want to see, but you know, mm-hmm. now that we talk about it, I think that like, you know, young and, prime time stone temple pilots can go to bat with any any of these bands like i, I was um, almost said something crazy and said that i would like their mtv their unplugged show i'd almost want to see more than oh yeah but i don't know if i can say more than nirvana yeah. like all, yeah all those it's, are just it, so it's, good. it's such a tough call i mean i would i, I would if give I, to, I would give a lot to see any of them you know <laughs> i know i was say because i was just say oh nirvana is the best one i was like well no but then you have uh, Pearl Jams, but then I was like, "Wait, Alice in Chains! Like that would be just absurd yeah, to see live." Exactly. So, um, I mean, there's there's so much, and I mean, I put my it, foot in my mouth for that comment. But <laughs> it, I, it, I still would. I think that the I think that they would be just yeah, prime prime yeah, time, one hundred percent in person, like in a in a in a uh, small setting like that. I, mm-hmm. Oh man, it'd be so good. Yeah, and 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 one concert the the Stone Temple Pilots did that I you know, I, I tend to think about with them this even a little bit later on. And I know, you know, the one I'm talking about, I think it was from 2001. It was a, uh, it was a concert called rolling rock town rolling fair rock. sponsored by, by the great people of rolling rock beer. Um, Love it was, that. It was at docks absolutely. it was, it was in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, after reading, you know, accounts from people that were there, it was like, ridiculously hot like probably pushing 100 degrees fahrenheit um and you know the guys just turned in such an incredible performance i know we've posted probably every single song from that from that day i mean even that was in i was in 2001 after you know scott had had several serious bouts and ups and downs with with mm-hmm. drugs and you know drug addiction and everything and and i think unfortunately it's like you can't really talk about the stone temple pilots and you can't talk about stone uh Excuse me. Yeah. You can't talk about Scott Weiland without talking about you know just how tragic and how horrible you know drugs are, and obviously that's something that any fan of this genre knows a lot about because it's like you've got Kurt Cobain, you've got yeah. uh, Lane Staley, you have Scott Weiland, Andrew Wood, um, you have Mike McCready who you know struggled himself, and countless others, um, and it's and it's just really sad too because it's like you think about you know obviously you lose a great a great singer, you know, a great musician, a great performer, but I mean, people lose a father, people lose, you know, a husband, you know, a, a confidant yeah. and, 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 and it's really, you know, sad to think about. And even still too, with, um, you know, after Scott, um, had left the stone temple pilots, Chester Bennington was billed, uh, to fill in for, I think the better part yeah. of three years. And, and obviously, you know, he struggled so much and, you know, he's no longer mm-hmm. with us either. And, uh, you know, now the band is, is reconstituted again. Uh, and they've, they've, they've released two albums actually with their new singer, Jeff Goot. And the same thing, I'll say the same thing about the new Stone Temple Pilots as I do about the new Alice in Chains is you can't write them off, you know, just because the, uh, you know, the, the, the singer has changed. And, and, and I definitely, 
you know, tell, you know, would like to tell people, you know, to go, go give those albums a listen. There's some good stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's their decision to keep playing. And, and I love that they do. I mean, they'd rather play on and, and honor all the, the work that the band has put and done throughout the years. I totally, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I remember, um, I remember what getting the news. <laughs> I do. News, yes. Scott, this is the first one that we, this is like the first artist that, um, I was like pretty cognizant or, you know, mm-hmm. like aware of the music and in full. And, and we had our, you know, he had just, I think we had pretty much just started the page and I was on the job with, with Andy actually. And I remember a very, we were, we were uh, building a, a walkway but we got got the news, and we we turned the the radio, local radio rock radio station was playing the well, you know, strictly Stone Temple Pilots. They were playing all their stuff, and and it was it was incredibly sad. It's like, um, like yeah, you know yeah. that they're struggling and they're doing, and then they're doing well, and people are saying that um, you're you know they're he's okay, but then um, yeah, I I do fight. I do remember that, and I think that was in you know, late 2015. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously being the age that we are, we're too young, obviously to remember, you know, when Kurt Cobain passed away or even Lane Staley in 2002. And, and I guess, you know, um, it didn't affect me because I, I wasn't a particularly large fan, um, or attached to him in that way. But, you know, I guess I, I definitely remember, you know, when Michael Jackson passed away, I think in 2009. And I remember how big that was. And, and, and Scott, just like what you said, you know, for me, you know, when Scott Weiland passed away, that was the first big loss of a musician that I really consider myself to be a fan of, yeah. um, you know, and, and to, you know, not have the opportunity to see him play, you know, again, say, even, or even create Mike, new music. Say, yeah. I was just going to say, even like Michael Jackson, like that happened and I was still young enough where I didn't understand. Like it was such a huge deal, but right. I was a little bit younger. Um, it wasn't like when, like Kobe Bryant, like when he passed away, that right. was, that was extremely um, mm-hmm. significant where definitely to like the world where like Michael Jackson was to the world. And, right. Um, took another level. And, um, but Scott was was that too. I mean, he had yeah, and he had such such an impact on on everybody. I mean, the fact that you know people still today you know turn to songs of his from twenty five thirty years ago you know for comfort or you know to make that conscious choice to have those songs be the soundtrack of their lives. Um, yeah, you know, I mean that's that's not a small decision. I think, and and you know when you listen to music all the time, you kind of forget. It's like oh, like you know the best the best gift you can give an artist is to consume their art, you know, and the fact that we're still continuing right. to do that, um, you know, that obviously serves as a big Testament, you know, to, to who, you know, Scott Weiland was and, you know, who the band was at the time. And, and I'm definitely, you know, really grateful for the fact that, um, you know, three quarters of the original band, they're still around, they're still making music. And by all accounts, they seem to be enjoying that process. I do remember, um, when uh, when the band decided that they were going to get back together, they held open tryouts basically um, for for the lead singing position of the Stone Temple Pilots. And there was this website that you could submit 
uh, you could submit your performance to, and they received a ridiculous amount. And my favorite thing about that process, there was a rumor. You put yours in. No. <laughs> I turned you in. I turned in the best performance of plush. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I I would not uh, want to uh, ruin anybody's ears in that way. But the best thing to come out of that, even better than the fact that they found a great lead singer and they're making music, there was a rumor at the time that had said. <laughs> That Scott Stapp was being solicited <laughs> or was interested in being the next front man for the Stone Temple Pilots. And I need to track it down because there was definitely a tweet from the STP Twitter account that said, you know, despite recent rumors, uh, Scott Stapp is not being considered as the new lead singer of Stone <laughs> Temple Pilots. And, and, and obviously that just that just, you know, puts the mental image in my head of, you know, Scott just ripping into Wicked Garden or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is would be a sight to behold. So, you know, I'm kind of upset that we missed out on that. But what are you going to do? <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, Scott Stapp. Mm, that would be that would be that would have been amazing. That would have been absolutely amazing. That would have yeah. been fantastic. So the next question I have uh you know, pertaining to the Stone Temple Pilots, what what song do you think we need to post directly after this podcast goes live of STP? Mm. Well, you you just posted one today, correct? Yesterday. I did. I, I posted the Stone Temple posted... Pilots playing the Roadhouse Blues by the Doors yeah. this morning. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I uh, that was that was fantastic. And you know, S- Scott, he had a lot of he had a lot of Jim Morrison in him. You know, mm-hmm. and and I definitely. I know the doors are certainly not for everybody, but I, I'm definitely into them. I thought I think yeah. Jim Morrison was fantastic, and I could definitely see that streak in him. But yeah, I, we, we posted probably, that one. Probably probably should post uh, something from the Rolling Rock, Rolling yeah. Rocks Festival or whatever, and then we should probably I don't know maybe we'll post Pretty Penny something yeah. something or Atlanta. I mean, I think I'd probably find a, a version of Atlanta to yeah. post tonight. Yeah, and they, I be believe they performed that on, on Letterman once. They performed Atlanta on Letterman. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Or maybe Sour Girl or something. I mean, you have to. Yeah, I, I love. I just love. I think I'm naturally inclined to posting songs from their catalog that are like that, just because I think you know it's not the side that people think of all the time. I mean, even like, unfortunately, I, I I've never been able to find any great footage of it, but they have a song uh, off of the Purple album, which is my favorite Stone Temple Pilots record, um, and it's called Still Remains, and it's just a. I remember the mm-hmm. lyrics were. Um, you know, we're floating around quite a bit after he passed away because they kind of deal a little bit with mortality. But that's just another great song. Um, you know, where do you where do you like to take in the Stone Temple Pilots? As in, what's the best frame for you to listen? Do you like do you like doing it in your room in the car? Like oh. when do you throw? When do you most? When is the most likely for Chris Luna to throw on? Yeah, Wicked Wicked Garden. Well, and, and in a way, I, I think there's two answers to that because. You know, in my head, I've yeah. kind of I've kind of separated them into two bands. It's like you have the band that yeah. did Wicked Garden, and then you have the band that did all of these like acoustic contemplative songs. So I definitely mm-hmm. uh, th- I I listen Which to I them. I think we do for most bands. I think totally. you have like your yeah. You have I think... your Pearl Jam acoustic at night. Yeah, where you have Eddie Vedder like <laughs> you know, dreaming up a new self with yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then you and also have you know off the this Raptors. is not for you. Fuck you. You know, it's like <laughs> this is this is but, a rock show, Josh. <laughs> you've got the Turn juxtaposition. Yeah, I think we. 
we do same thing? Oh my gosh, yeah. Now that I'm thinking of that, every all single the band, Alice yeah. in Chains, man. Like, yeah, like um, the the band the band that wrote Wood is is not in my head the same band that wrote <laughs> Don't Follow. You know, that's, that's, that was someone <laughs> yeah. else. Um, yeah, but yeah. So I guess for the Stone Temple Pilots, I I listen to them quite often when I lift. Um, I mean, the entire core album is just you know blows blows the roof off the building in my opinion, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely uh, the statistical majority of the time I listen to STP or when um you know when I'm when I'm contemplating something you know whatever it is oftentimes you know it's the big empties of the world um you know and and, <laughs> and actually off of yeah and and even even some of their newer stuff um some of the their, their two new records so in in um in 2018 they released their second self titled album uh, which was the first one with Jeff Goot and then they released in 2020 they released an album called Perdita and there's a lot of you know slower acoustic stuff on there they have a song called Fare Thee Well you know which is a little bit of a slower song so you know I I tend to skew towards those most of the time and it's you know usually when I'm alone uh you know obviously they uh, they find their way onto various playlists, you know, like the interstate mm-hmm. love songs of the world, you know, the road trip playlist, yeah. the, you know, Saturday yeah, drive playlists. playlists. But uh, what about you? Where, where, where do you, where do you, where do you uh, spin the stone temple pilots? Yeah, I think they're, they're a good playlist band. And I, I say that often, I say that something like often where you can put them into a lot of playlists. They, they kind of, they, they chameleon in really well mm-hmm. and they, and they always come on. You're like happy to hear them. And, you totally. know, I feel like, I don't know the statistics behind any of the bands, but I feel like Stone Temple Pilots, like their radio play is excellent. I feel like they're on every lo- like oh, all yeah. the local rock stations. Love mm-hmm. like here's they, Interstate Love. Song they love by, sex type thing. Here's thing. the big big empty by Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, here's sex type thing. <laughs> and like you know another classic rock block with uh, we got a couple oh, of yeah. STP songs yeah. lined up. So. Your double shots and they'll play plush and then they'll play uh, you know. <laughs> Whatever it might be, Wicked Garden. Oh, Wicked Garden! <laughs> Absolutely. So I think I think that I like uh, my favorite. My favorite time is to to catch them on the radio yeah. on like a rock station, mm-hmm. and I, you know, just when I'm driving too. But yeah, um, and I have to say, I still really enjoy maybe listening. Con- maybe from the job to the convenience store, you know, mm-hmm. get a four minute drive. <laughs> yeah, get that morning coffee before you head out there. I have to say, I still really enjoy listening to. FM rock radio because it's it's all it's all chance. I mean, you don't know what's gonna play. It's one thing when you put a playlist on or like you know you're like I'm listening to the Stone Temple oh, Pilots. Yeah. Like when you know what's coming, it's, but it's always I still very much enjoy you know throwing the radio on. And then after the commercial yeah. break, after the little jingle, you know hearing what comes on. It's it's always exciting and and they yeah. definitely they definitely love playing the Stone Temple Pilots. Well, you know what's also also great about that too is I, yeah. you just you're in so much control. So when you put on a playlist, like obviously you put all you put all the songs together, and like you know, yeah, if a song sucks, like it's your fault. But you put it on the rock station, and you're just like, all right, like classic rock block, here we go. And you're like, all right, what do you guys got? And you're like, nope. Yeah, so you go to the next station. You're like, nope, no Michael like, Jackson today. Yeah, it's like, like it could, it could uh, be no Guns and Roses. Absolutely not. It, I'm not. I'm not going back. It but could be Soundgarden like, or it could be Bon Jovi. You know, it's like you never yeah. know because you there's a, yeah, you finish a really good one and then Bon Jovi comes on. You're like, yeah. And it's it. it's such a deflating feeling when like you know you're waiting for the commercials to end or whatever and and it's crazy too when you think about it how much is under the classic rock umbrella. 
Um, yep. Especially with your good stations that'll verge into something like, you know, I've heard the meat puppets on, you know, FM radio before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they'll do that. And then you'll get Motley Crue or you'll get Aerosmith or you'll get, I mean, they, I mean the, the FM rock love affair with Led Zeppelin, I don't think I'll ever end, um, nah. you know, but you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, the one station home they play anything twenty five years or older, mm-hmm. and which is now getting into all I mean, this stuff. So you're, yeah, the, you're, you're gonna Nirvana, you're gonna hear you're gonna hear these... cumbersome on there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that should be that should be an all timer for a who lot. Who would be of upset reasons. about that? <laughs> yeah, who would be upset about that? Not me. Not you're gonna me. Start to hear some stained on there. Some Aaron Lewis. It's been a while. Um, yeah, it's really. It's uh, how how did we end up talking about this on a Stone Temple Pilots podcast? Well, yeah, I know. Well, it don't know, matter. It's, a, it's it's all it's all part of it. You know, it's all chance. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, they're, they're just such a great band, and and you know, it's, I, I think I can foresee some listening to uh, some of that stuff around around in a circle this weekend. We'll kind of sit together and listen. Oh to yeah, some Abs- SDP. That sounds like a great time. Absolutely, that sounds that sounds really really enjoyable. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and, and I definitely, we've been looking forward to doing this episode on STP for a while. And it's, it's been on the list because of the fact that it's like the most often frequently asked question, you know, about Mm -hmm. why aren't we posting them? Like how, let's share some more. So, you know what, anytime anyone asks, what about Scott or what about the stone temple pilots? We just have to send them the link to this, uh, lovely podcast episode that we're creating. Yeah. And like you said in the beginning, it's, there's no rhyme or reason to why we don't post more Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, you know, we can do better. There's a lot of there's a lot of bands that I'd we love we to can post do better more. with most things. There's only one band that I consciously do not post, and that's Guns N' Roses. Um, aside, <laughs> aside aside from that, it, it, there's yeah. no rhyme luckily, or reason. I, luckily, that, I uncon subconscious or consciously and I was to say unconscious subconsciously <laughs> do not will not post those guys. Yeah, that is the only band I think that I do not like. You know, every every other band, and it's a personal decision. It's subjective. Guns and Roses, I don't like them, and they are objectively yeah. bad. Fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like. I just like you know. You got to have a hard stance like that sometimes. Yeah. And for some I'm, reason, I'm Guns willing and Roses to die on this that. hill. Yeah. I I totally I know. That's agree. Your, that's your thing, Chris. That is my thing. Yep. We, like, it, we, I, I talked about it. I talked about it with our producer, and like we need we need you to get hot and heavy about Guns and Roses. Like at least at least once have, an episode. Chris Salona unfiltered <laughs> spills yeah, the beans got, on Axl Rose. The, yeah, we got the one minute rant each time. Like you know you know what I don't like about Guns and Roses. Yeah. I don't like Slash's hat. His hat is the one cool thing about the band, in my opinion. (laughs) Everything else sucks. (laughs) Okay, there's two cool things. And the cigarette on his headstock. Everything else is garbage, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, Uh, Stone Temple Pilots, what about Scott? You asked, we answered. Um, That answers the question, what about Scott? We'll definitely be posting some Scott tonight. and. Absolutely. Yeah, and we're going to love it. It's, it's going to be it's going to be great. So I hope hope you guys enjoyed a little a little banter about the Stone Temple Pilots, a little banter about Scott. Uh we appreciate everyone who's listened thus far. Um we just surpassed actually 25,000 downloads of the podcast. So I don't hey. know what that means if that's good or if that's bad. Um the numbers I'm I'm so numb to what any of these metric numbers mean. Um, mm-hmm. But that seems significant enough to mention it. But I do know it's significant in the sense that people are making a contribution 
conscious choice to listen to us and to support us. Um, and that means a lot to Ethan and I uh, and to Drew, our producer, and, and everybody who's involved. So we appreciate it. If you're looking for more ways to support us, as always, you can head over to grungebible.com, uh, our Patreon, which is the best way, most direct way to support us. The link is there. We also have merchandise available. Link is also there. Uh, download, yeah. subscribe, like, review, email, rant, rave. Um, anything you want to do, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we still read everything. We don't unfortunately have the time to respond to everything, but we read everything. We hear you guys. Um, and we're really excited. Um, and you guys have been asking for this episode for a while, so we are happy to oblige you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You guys are awesome all the time. The support, like we talked about earlier, the easiest way to support artists is just to take in, taking their work and and by you guys listening to this and and liking our you know the shit that we post on the instagram obviously we see that and we're like all right people are still interested that's what i sometimes i post something i posted chris cornell on sunday morning i was like all right they still want it so yeah. i it's like yeah. all right it's still good we, we still have a part to play in this whole thing so yeah um i want i want to change gears a little bit and talk about um we're gonna we're gonna play some music together this weekend is that right Yes, we are, Chris. So, I'm I'm excited for that. So yeah, basically, um, going back home and Chris has been learning. He basically has been learning guitar for like four years just for this moment, right? Yeah. This I I sat down. <laughs> I sat down with a shitty Squire Stratocaster in 2015, knowing in 2021 I'm going to play in a band <laughs> called Merchant Copy with a man named Ethan Shalloway that I do not know. Um, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, so yeah, this is basically just the culmination. Um, I've never played music with anybody ever. You've never jammed. You've never jammed. I've never jammed with anybody. I've never, I've never played. Um, it's, it's really funny. Um, I actually, this week, I think it was probably the first time that I've ever played the guitar standing up. Um, I'm usually always just wow. sitting hanging out. Yeah, like I am I'm green, dude. Like I am I am Holy you know, cow. I yeah. I, I uh, am I the manifestation wait. of the Mr. Rogers meme where it's like, I'm not good at this, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so there's it's a gonna lot be great. to Yeah. So the nice part about this, so basically, yeah, like I said, we're gonna have a little party after after the competition and our friend Andy's coming over who's played some shows with me. He's my old boss. And, oh, yeah. and we just, we have a bar and we have some instruments set up and we're just going to play. And then hopefully uh, we'll open up the barn door and we'll get a few people to come and sit and watch and, That'd be and we'll cool. play for a few uh, live human beings. And I mean, it's, it's going to be super casual, but yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't matter because in a, in a weird way though, I have to say it's kind of like one of those bucket list things as being such a big fan of music. I think every music fan at some point or another, like, has like that like internal fantasy about just like playing music you know in front of people it's like uh it's and it's similar to like how i ran a marathon uh for the first time a couple couple months ago it's like you do it once no one can ever take it away from you like i'll be able to go to my grave i'll be able to tell my grandkids that i was in a fucking rock band band. (laughs) so speaking of which another question that i have for you and then we'll get back to um talking a little bit about about the show um is you know is it cool? Is it still cool to be in a band? Like, do you, does that gain you points uh, socially or uh, in a relationship? Like, is that is that something that you can tell somebody, <clears throat> whether it's a friend or a significant other or or somebody that well, you're attempting to make a significant other? Does that does that gain points? Is it still cool? And there's another part to this question. But. 
Well, Chris, I bring it up every time. I bring oh, yeah. up that I was in a band in high yeah. school all the time. So if I'm bringing up that I used to be in a band, I sure as hell hope that it's cool to be in a band right now. Absolutely. So, yeah, I would, I mean, in my sect, in my, in my thinking, like, I think it's the, the, it is the best decision you can make. If you're playing music in high school, you got to be in a band, you got to do it. And, um, and I do think that playing music with multiple people and having a show, I would say that it is super cool, totally badass, and should definitely be used to leverage friendship and leverage. You know, it's funny though. Yeah. You say you're in a band and people are like, that's so awesome. And then you're like, can you come to my show? And they're like, I'm busy. Uh, I like, don't know I about that. Tell, like, <laughs> I have I that thing. You, yeah. You're like, I didn't even tell you what it was like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, and no, like, but like, I probably like, have that thing to go to. Yeah, they always say, you want to see how many friends you have? Start a band. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, it's it's $5 to come. And they're like, no. Yeah, no. Like $5, <laughs> too much. It's amazing. It's like you, you so, thought yeah, you had friends. You probably don't have friends. No. If you want to see how many friends you have, start a band. Yeah. People so I'm about to find come. out. We're about to find out if we have friends uh, on Saturday. Yeah. It's a couple, couple days yeah. away. Um, part two of that question. Is it cool to you that we run this page Period. Like, is that the <laughs> period? Like, is it is it similar to the band question? Like, is it is it something that you bring up to people and are like, yeah, like I run this Instagram page. It's got a lot of followers and we talk about mm. music um, because like I don't like I don't talk about it really. You know, no, I I, and if I do, do not. if I do, I'm always like I do this thing. I have this music page. It's really dumb. It's really stupid. Um, I, I never say like, oh, we have like X amount of followers or like, hey, yeah. like you know, whatever, I just, whatever like, show them usually. Yeah. I don't, I don't say, yeah, yeah I usually, I'm the yeah. same way. I don't, it does, it does not come up in my, like, no, it, it's such I mean, a, it's such a weird come thing up on to your come resume. Up. Like, yeah. and for some reason it's totally down. I think we, we both have totally downplayed like, Oh, totally. Everything. Yeah. I would I agree with that. Just, yeah. But I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I really don't know if it's cool. Um, you know, because like, I, I don't like, I don't have any case studies really where I've been like, Hey, I run this thing. You know, you know it's cool though. What? It, it's cool that it's not like, it's not like our person, like an athlete, like it's just, or like a, a public figure, like a, it's not like it's us. That's yeah. 300,000. Like, it's kind of cool that we're like, it's, it's like just a separate like a page. And, yeah. It's kind of like, um, it's its own thing. And then, we, you know, we yeah. can be separated, but I just like that. It's, um, yeah. Like know, it's, more it's, than, it's more not than just synonymous with us. Yeah. Yeah, there was just not like, you know, out of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, where people follow a person and live vicariously through something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's like, a, it's an entity more. Yeah, so like we're, that's we're really cool. Yeah, because like, we're really not that interesting, in my opinion. No, you know? we're interesting. Chris. Are we? We're pretty interesting. Okay, yeah, I need, yeah, I need, yeah. I need to stop being so self-deprecating. Band, I'm in a fucking in a band. band. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a, a damn you band. A, you can't tell me anything. You're going to realize quick on Saturday that you're cool as hell. It is going to be fantastic. But yeah, I've, I've always wondered about that. So I'm, I'm excited. So basically what's going to happen, Ethan, is uh, I'm going to play, I'm going to play in this band on Saturday and every single social encounter that I have moving forward, I am going to include in one way, shape or form that yes, I know how to play an instrument and yes, mm -hmm. I am in a band and yes, we rock. Yeah. And the nice part is the story will grow every time. And then oh, absolutely. Funny, so we played in front like, of yeah, seven people. Next thing you know, it's like we played, played, you know, in front of 300 and then, you know, a thousand. 
you had to shut it down and people yeah. were you know, was going crazy yeah people if people say they're they, they play music like oh yeah i was in a band like i used to play and that's all you can say and then they could think whatever they want you yeah. don't even need to you don't pretty, even need to say pretty soon pretty soon i'll be telling people that we turned down the chance to play at madison square garden or something you know because we wanted no, to we did. keep it yeah exactly <laughs> see people don't know this yeah <laughs> one one day a merchant copy uh that day so, will not be. I'm, like I said, I'm envisioning, uh, you know, it's going to be pretty casual. So we'll, we'll probably be able to fire off like three or four songs with attention being held. Yeah. So so if you had four songs to pick, and I guess it doesn't, it, you know, whatever you're practicing as well, but it doesn't need to be exactly what, well, actually, I guess, what can you play? Give us give us your four song set list. My, if, if I could construct a four song set list. Well, no, um, I mean, like, realistically, for Saturday, oh, like, like what I could pull off. I mean, it's got to be, it's got to yeah. be grunge. Um, absolutely, well, yeah, I mean, absolutely, backwater by the Meat Puppets. Um, that's yes, got to be I'm in so there. I'm so glad you're on board with that. Oh yeah, you it's have incredible to. Incredible to play it's in the backwater swirling. There's some things that'll never change, man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, you have to have that. I mean, the Brothers Meat. A, anytime you can, you know, you can pay tribute to them. Uh, you have to. Um, that's definitely on there. I mean, with only four songs, it's kind of hard to like really like segue into some like down or slower stuff. But like, I just love the concept of, of closing any set list with yellow lead better. Um, I would, I would love that. I'm capable of doing that. Um, the rhythm guitar portion, which is great because our lead guitarist, uh, you know, can channel his inner Michael McCready. Um, yeah, I, I love, uh, serve the servants is great. Um, Oh yeah, that'd the, be a good. The, one. the, the big empty is great too, but I mean, you can't do big empty and yellow lead better in my opinion. Um, not for you by Pearl Jam, Alive by Pearl Jam. I mean, that's that's a classic, mm. um, which uh, which which I do know how to play. Um, I, I mean, it's, it, the problem is all the songs in my head right now that I'm thinking of are definitely you know a little bit of downers. But No Excuses by Alice in Chains would be a great great opener <laughs> in my opinion. So what about <laughs> what about awesome. what about you? What if, if 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 you if you could pick some? If it were up to you, mm-hmm. what would you choose? Oh, I love Backwater. I'm definitely yeah. definitely that, play that one's in. <laughs> Uh, serve the servants is good, but I would I would probably I like I love playing lounge act. You're a big Nirvana. lounge act guy, yeah. Yeah, lounge act is really fun. It's fast paced, and mm-hmm. um, let's see. I, I do I love playing Foo Fighters. So I, okay. I would play. Um, last time we played Wheels. I love Wheels. is really fun to play. Right. Um, or you know, it's always it's kind of fun to play Everlong. Always mm-hmm. that's always the that's like the first song that people. That's the first song Drew. I feel like Drew played on guitar. Yeah, um, with me. So Everlong. Um, and then probably let's see, and then uh, Andy wanted to play Sour Girl, and I was I was listening to that the other day, and I think that would be really That'd really be fun cool. to play. And I think that he I think he could sing that really well, so I think that we could play that really well. Uh, have you absolutely. have you looked at that looked at playing that one? Is that um, tough? No, I, I gotta I, mean, so I learned like, that. I listen, I listen to like I mean I listen to the drums and I can tell if it's hard or not, and I listen mm-hmm. to the guitar and I'm like I can't tell because sometimes I'm like oh that's really hard and Drew's like nah this is like is actually really easy yeah like it's they, I, the chords just work easily so I can't tell if guitar parts are difficult yeah I I do think that a lot of I think a lot of people myself included I'm inclined if something sounds really good on the guitar I just kind of assume that it's difficult um you know <laughs> I, so I, I I fall into that trap a lot of times but I don't know I mean there's there's a couple of things in my opinion that like if you know how to do. I mean, they're all interrelated, so you can kind of, you know, if you know one thing, it's a very transferable skill. But it's it's certainly, you know, it can be a challenge for me because, like, I don't know, you know, I don't, I can't read music, I don't know theory, um, I don't know what 
any of the chord shapes are called. I don't know music key or anything. So like I, I, I can learn, I can learn by watching and, and, um, if it's within my skill range, usually I can learn by hearing. Um, so, but sour girl, I don't know. I'm going to have to, we're going to have to wrap the, I'm going to pull an all nighter tonight and learn it and keep all my neighbors up, (laughs) uh, learn some sour girl. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that, that'd be a great one to include. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. So the question is, uh, when, you know, when this happens, uh, do we uh, do we share anything record from it? it? Yeah, do, do we, we do we live do, stream? Do we record? So there's one thing that I do. I I <laughs> do, do need. I would prefer to not live stream it or share it because I think I suck. I need I need a photograph of 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 this occurring so then I can have proof I, I for my children. I definitely that I play yeah, the rock I, I definitely show. need I definitely need a picture with you. At the front, maybe we'll set up a second microphone and we won't turn it on, but you can stand there in front of a mic. And what are you afraid of? With his guitar, with a microphone, and then me in the back, in the middle, playing the oh, drums. Yeah. So then it'll be a perfect yep. three piece merchant copy. I'd put that on my my freaking wall. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to because if you're not doing this for clout, you know, why else would you be doing it? So uh, that's yeah. basically what it comes down to. But yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward oh, yeah, we'll to it. Get I'm, some- I'm looking we'll forward to pictures. seeing you. I'm looking forward to having some fun catching up and, you know, playing some music in the process. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, let's, uh, let's, 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 uh, let's start to close this down. So- songs of the week. So I, I actually, um, I had one and then, um, right, right before we started recording, you got up, I think, uh, to do something. I changed my song of the week. So we have a late revision for my song of the week. Oh, uh, and I'm just going right. to lead in my, well, you know, let's just get right into it. You go. Yeah. First. I'm kind of excited about this one. My, <laughs> my song of the week is wigwam by Bob Dylan, um, which it has no lyrics. It was off of his album, uh, self portrait, which came out in 1970. And that was his first album since like his very historic run of like, um, you know, John Wesley Harding and Nashville Skyline and like Highway 61. Like he had a ridiculous run in the mid sixties from like 64 to 67, (laughs) where it was all just like kick-ass iconic, like Mount Rushmore of folk music, Bob Dylan. And then he came out with self-portrait in 1970 and the entire music world was collectively like, what the fuck is this Bob? Um, So if you haven't listened (laughs) to Wigwam, uh, you have to, there's no lyrics. It's just kind of Bob Dylan, just like, humming around and just like doing, doing what Bob (laughs) Dylan began to do um, for, you know, later on in his career. And there's like some horns in it and it's just like, it's pretty awesome, but I, I love it. I recently re-remembered it or I guess remembered it. There's no re-remembering, but um, what were you saying? How the hell did you, how how the hell did you just switch over to that? What made (laughs) you think of that? So my normal practice when finding a song of the week is I, I go and look at my, uh, whatever playlist I'm adding to currently. Um, so like I usually do a playlist for every single season. So like my summer playlist and I added wigwam, uh, over the weekend. Um, I don't know why, I don't know how, but yeah. And I, it was going to be yeah. LA woman by the doors. Uh, but it's not, I decided to change it. Not Cause that, I, not today. And I, I, I listened to it a bunch earlier today and, and, you know, sitting here at, you know, nine o'clock on Tuesday night, LA woman's just not doing it for me right now, but wigwam, that that hits the spot. That scratches the itch. So we're uh, okay. we're gonna add some Bob Dylan and um you know you know who originally uh introduced me to Wigwam? Mm, who? 
Andrew Wells, our old teammate at the University of Pittsburgh. I don't know no how way. he knew of it, but yeah, he introduced me to it. He so. commented on your he commented on the rooster post. I know. Today. I was very excited about that. <laughs> that, that was, was fantastic. But yeah, we're we're rolling we're rolling with the wigwam and I'm um this is probably the most excited I've been about a song of the week. It's probably this week and last week with uh with the big beat buddy Miles, but uh um <laughs> wigwam I'm I'm pretty fired up about. But what's uh what's your song this week? Yeah, so for my song of the week, I had to ask myself one question. What about Scott? What about Scott? <laughs> what about Scott? So it was an easy answer. Um, I'm putting on Atlanta. It's If I'm putting together a playlist that you guys should be listening to, Atlanta is on that playlist. And that is, and especially it goes with this episode. It's so important. I think that song is just absolutely, absolute beauty. And, um, it deserves to be on playlists. It deserves to be on more. Absolutely. So, more more people need so, to know about it. Yeah. So I'm putting it on there. Um, I think that it's a great one. Like I said, it's a great song to pop up on the playlist. And um, You're absolutely Scott? right. Well, we answered so, that question. We answered many questions on this episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. Ethan, it's always it's always a pleasure uh, recording some podcasts with you, just kind oh, of sh- yeah. shooting the shit. and. uh I'm very excited. Uh, I will be seeing you very soon, and uh, I'm, it's 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 always a good day when uh, when we get to get together in person, and you know, perhaps who knows, maybe we'll sit down and record a little bit. Uh, uh, I think we may, should. Maybe I think we really should. It's just uh, you know whether or not we're we're just we're distracted speaking. by other uh, other tasks that are certainly at hand. Um, oh yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. So I I would like to thank everybody. Uh, for listening to this episode, um, really appreciate your support. And Ethan, uh, if we've got nothing else to say, I think we ride off into the sunset. And I'm gonna be on my way to New York City pretty soon to see Bruce Springsteen. That's right. You hit the road. I hit the road. It's a summer. It's the best summer that we. It's the best summer of our lives, right? That's what they say. <laughs> certainly, certainly better than last summer, man. <laughs> That's right. So we're doing our best. We're living. We're living. A, Great life. Life is happy, you know. Who, who's got it better so. than us? Nah, I have no idea. Nobody. Doesn't matter. Nobody. Absolutely. So well, anyway, everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, again. We love you all. Rock and roll. Stay safe. Have a great weekend. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.